Welcome to the podcast, Art Life Stories, with myself, Sarah Story. I have spent over a decade working in art museums in order to enrich the lives of individuals and communities. I am currently the Executive Director of the Mississippi Arts Commission based in Jackson, Mississippi. Art Life Stories is a podcast that explores the careers, contributions, discoveries, and ideas across many creative disciplines. I'll talk with leaders in a variety of creative fields to explore the unique skills needed to succeed, the rhythms of balancing work and life, and practical advice for anyone that is interested in pursuing similar paths. I hope that listeners are inspired to connect to their own creativity and learn how to engage with a variety of art forms in order to broaden their perspective and enrich their lives. You can find out more at sarahstoryartlife.com and follow along on my Instagram, sarah underscore story underscore artlife. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoy. Today, I chat with Mike Williams, who is the director of the Jackson, Mississippi Planetarium, and David Lewis. He's the Deputy Director of the Department of Human and Cultural Services for the City of Jackson. He oversees the Cultural Division. So, super excited to catch up with these guys about the planetarium. It is going or undergoing a bunch of renovation right now. They've created an entire new vision for the planetarium. And so we get to talk about what it's like to imagine a new planetarium in a time where space travel is actually an option for private citizens so kids going to planetariums today are going to have a completely different experience than i did when i was a kid going to the jackson mississippi planetarium so i hope everyone enjoys thank you well welcome to the podcast david and mike so glad you guys are here thanks for having us here. thank you so much for having us Yes, so excited to talk about the city of Jackson and the cultural areas of work that you guys get to do through the city. And we are sitting in Thiamire Hall in downtown Jackson right now. So right in the heart of it. That's right. We're right in the middle of the action where uh, Mike and I do most of our work. Yeah, this is the hub, the war room. <laughs> the real, the real action right, right. <laughs> takes place. I, you know, I know that listeners can't really see the space that we're in. <laughs> To know that the ideas that we have or the create, you know, the kind of creative space that we create comes out of this from what Mike or Alexis work on. Uh, the the room itself does not accurately depict that. It looks more like a tornado came through. Well, that's just your creativity at work, right? Or just a lack of budget. Yeah, that, yeah. It's like creativity works very generously. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's start with just tell us a little bit about uh, what you guys do for the city of Jackson. So uh, my role at the city is um, deputy director of the Department of Human and Cultural Services. So I oversee the Cultural Services Division, which um, includes five arts institutions and then anything and everything arts and culture related usually runs through or runs across my desk. Um, the institutions include here at Thalimar Hall, the uh, Art Center of Mississippi, which is next door and the former home of the Museum of Art. We also have the Smith Robertson Museum over in the Ferris Street Historic District, as well as the Municipal Art Gallery, which has been an art gallery uh, 
and is the oldest art gallery in the state of Mississippi and has been for almost now 100 years. And then, of course, the uh, planetarium here in downtown, just on the same block that we are here now. Yeah, and mine is uh, slightly more truncated as far as my role with the city. I am the director of the planetarium. And um, I said it was truncated. <laughs> <laughs> and the planetarium is empty right now because you guys are. Yes, it is quite empty. We are in the middle of a big renovation project and it has never been as empty as it is now, not since it was built. That's amazing. That's true. How long have you been working on the renovation? Oh, my. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, working on the renovation. Let's see. Well, I think. You know, I don't know when we would say the official start was. I know that in 2018, we closed the building because, uh, you know, some catastrophic roof leaks mm. uh, it caused a lot of damage to the building. And originally, um, the intent was just to get the roof replaced mm -hmm. and maybe take that opportunity to maybe put a couple of new exhibits in the lobby, something like that. Um, but, you know, as we were peeling back the uh, layers of damage, it became apparent that it would be um more cost effective to replace most of it instead of repair it mm. and you know that kind of opened up um an opportunity that david and i both identified as a chance to do something new just totally revamp it it's the first really full renovation of the planetarium and it's over 40 year history so it's a really special opportunity that we have and there's a lot of excitement and energy around that because there hasn't been that much of a dynamic shift in the way the planetarium functions mm -hmm. throughout its history. And so we've had such great support so far for the project um, and every day is different, but we get to express a lot of both of our creative backgrounds um, through this project, which we really enjoy. Yeah, that's so cool. And is this the first big project that y'all been able to work on for the city, the like a full renovation like this? Yes. And um uh, I've done some, you know, placemaking, public artwork uh, projects. I, my background is in architecture and urban design, and I worked for a, a local firm uh, on the early parts of a project there when I was there for about a year, but not much past conceptual design. But this is sort of the first big, on from a, both a fundraising standpoint and also sort of programmatic standpoint that I've been able to work on uh, in in my career, which is really exciting. Yeah, when I um. I kind of started uh, the beginnings of the project a little bit before David got here. David and I worked together when he was with the Arts Council mm. and, you know, through various um, uh, pieces of cosmic coincidence, he arrived at his post with the city and uh, we pretty much got started immediately. Like we, yeah. we jumped right on it. It was the first, uh, the first thing that we did when he got through the door and, you know, we've, it's culminated in uh, where we are right now. That's awesome. Uh, what was the what was y'all's original projected amount of years this would take versus reality? We thought twenty twenty two. We thought we uh -huh. were going to be open in twenty twenty two. So uh -huh. you know, to take you know a good uh, year, two years now, COVID years, right. uh, You know, we're, we're pretty much still on track. Right. Right. Yeah. I, when my sort of benchmark was always like, oh, it'd be fun to open a, a museum before, or like, a, you know, renovate a planetarium before my 30th birthday, which is obviously going to pass. Um, <laughs> he was so cute back then. <laughs> <laughs> and and that would have been April of 2022. So mm -hmm. uh, like Mike said, you know, I think at the beginning of the pandemic, we thought it was going to be much shorter, obviously. <laughs> and we were like, yeah, we're still on track. But, you know, as 
this sort of amorphous year that sort of has been kind of one big blob of what, huh? All right. We sort of have come back out of it and are, and are really pleased the fact that given all that it is, the project is still very much in line with where we thought we'd be, you know, given that we've had to kind of shift things and have not been able to be, you know, as able to meet with people directly to fundraise or right. be able to kind of get things off the ground. Things just take longer during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And especially, you know, in, in, in a government entity, whether it's the city, the state or the federal government, and we're working with all of those entities. So right. um, things just kind of get pushed a little bit and kind of shifted, but we're really excited. We're, we're very committed to making sure that no matter how long it takes, mm -hmm. it's done right. And I think that's what's most important about the well, our project that we're doing is, you know, people often, you know, get hung up on timelines and dates and we're all excited to have something there. Right. But so often, I think in Jackson and in Mississippi, uh, people will come along and overcommit something and underdeliver. Right. Mike and I are very committed, very much committed to making sure that we, uh, commit and uh, you know we we sort of project this idea but that that idea we know is going to see the light of day and right. and, and and as close to a way as we can get it there so that it is exactly the type of experience we want people to have that's awesome um, i think it's a testament to the project's viability uh and uh underscores the support that we get for it too that we've been able to maintain um the the support via finance uh, excuse me fundraising through uh, public support mm -hmm. that we've been able to generate it and and sustain it through essentially the worst years that we've had in right. a generation you know mm -hmm. uh, and and it's not dwindled um, not even remotely the entire time so i think that that underscores again how much people support this project well that's that's great and uh i'd love to hear more about I think that people probably assume, well, you guys work for the city, you get city money, the planetarium's a city entity, but that's not the reality. Right. So tell us a little bit about that process of how you get, what, how you plan, how you get funding. It doesn't all come from one place. Right. Absolutely. I think, you know, one thing that I really hope people, you know, hear and, and learn about this through this process is that we're very aware the fact that with the planetarium, it's vital that we have something like that. We're very, you know, it's a very unique facility in the size, the dome size, the location, the way that it sits over the, the, the road. You know, it's got this amazing presence, the only public one in the, in the state of Mississippi. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so that investment in that type of project is key and vital. Mm -hmm. We also have very pressing needs that we have as citizens in our city. You know, we, we've gone through this freeze that's highlighted a tremendous, you know, a need for additional resources in our infrastructure, our water, sewer, our roads. We know that those are all there. And so Mike and I have taken a very conscious approach to saying, we know that we can't you know, just ask the city for the full budget right. when that is a, something that could fix somebody's road. Mm -hmm. We have to be very mindful and creative in the ways that we look for funding resources. From the city's perspective, that looks like taking out a general obligation bond that's more of an investment because we know the type of revenue that the city will generate off of, you know, at a very base amount based on estimated low-balled estimated attendance mm -hmm. um, and, and admission fees, 
we can say we we feel very confident that we'll generate this amount of money for the city, and so that money can go pay back that note. It's kind of like a future investment. Now it's backed, you know, by the city's uh, general general fund, all those sorts of things that uh, Mike and I have way above us, but. Um, we're, we're very, the city's been very appreciative of the fact that we're trying to think outside the box in the way that we look at the city's investment. And mm -hmm. so they've been very supportive of that. Um, but we also are reaching out to every other government level, whether it's the state who's already given us a very gracious $1 million bond allotment, and we're hoping to finish our full request here in this next legislative session. Uh, we've got grant applications into the federal government um, through a lot of the ARP money that's mm -hmm. being invested. The planetarium is a prime candidate for that type of investment um, for travel and tourism. And then as well as from the county, we've had a great response from most of the members there, really all the members there, uh, based on our conversations that we've had with them. Um, and so that type of support has been so huge and allows us to then go to the private sector and say, hey, the federal government, the state government, the county, the city, they're all on board with this. It aligns with uh, our investment in STEM, our investment in our students, our investment in our citizens, and then also an investment in economic and tourism development. Mm -hmm. And so they can see that and they say, okay, well, we want to be a part of that conversation. And then if it aligns with their mission, then they're very much about, you know, being supportive and we are able to raise money in the private sector to be able to see this mission through and, and to see a lot of the special items uh, come to life. That's yeah, it's, it's, it's funny about the public interface, you know, um, you get from people, you know, when, again, as David mentioned, the potholes, like a new planetarium, but, you know, my wheel just flew off my car, right? Mm -hmm. And it's an interesting conversation to have, you know, uh, and then you you tell people, which, of course, it's all got to be publicly disclosed anyway, so, right. you know, but um along with that transparency comes a little bit of misunder general misunderstanding i think just affects everybody about civics you know we have just period right um but again you know uh you know we need this we need that why the planetarium and you know we uh as part of our pitch this entire time you know we've we've really identified and uh quite intentionally seek to uh use this project to stem <laughs> 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 To, uh, to stem a couple of uh, issues <laughs> affecting, you know, the city and the state at large and uh, their employment issues, employment and education issues, which um, through, you know, various the pieces of red string directly affect, you know, the, the way that the city is run, mm -hmm. uh, you know, brain drain. If you draw a line long enough, uh, affects the amount of money, the amount of tax revenue that the city can collect to be able to address some of these issues. And so, you know, all this stuff is is interrelated, and we're really careful to make those points with people so that they understand. You know, the the purpose not only is is not only to just create this new fun place for you guys to go, but we really are trying to solve problems for the citizens of the city and state. Yeah, yeah, because it. It, it's a place for people to gather. It's a place for tourists to go. It's a place for school, school children, supplemental right. educational right. opportunities. Right. And there's, you know, trippy first dates. Well, I think too, there's, you know, and a, we want to create a, a pride point mm -hmm. for the state, for the city, for the county, for the region, really. I mean, this is going to be something that is unrivaled and totally different from anything in the region for sure, but, but even maybe in the nation. Um, That's awesome. And it's going to be something that people are going to be proud to say, you know, that's in my hometown or that's in my state. And 
And it also is going to inspire kids. I mean, we want to make sure that we give them access to these stories and to these these lessons that can be learned and, and avenues to do that, whether it's a summer camp, because you never know what's going to happen. I remember very vividly there was a, I think there was like a app uh, creation, like um, a camp or something that happened at the Children's Museum, and and a and a, a young kid out of that out of that program developed an app that would allow people to like mark where their potholes that they found were in the city. Wow. And so like, even in some that way, like the idea that we can allow people to have innovative and creative thoughts that relate to the issues that we're facing daily. Right. The planetarium is the perfect place to foster and host that conversation. Mm-hmm. Well, especially with the, ongoing conversation of how the world is changing right like especially in terms of space like the fact that private citizens can go to space now has that been something that you guys that's been a part of the conversation i mean this will just be much more of a relevant topic i feel like and not as much you know out there we're experiencing uh you know globally but definitely here in the states uh, a huge resurgence in interest in space travel Mm -hmm. Um, and a lot of that is attached to uh, the commercialization of space travel and the fact that, you know, the people driving that stuff are these pop culture figures, you know, mm. so we kind of get to piggyback on uh, on that trend. Uh, you know, Elon Musk, who my uncle calls Elton Musk, I think that's hilarious. <laughs> Um, that Elton. Right. One of those Teslas, one of Elton Musk's Teslas. Listen. But um, yeah, you know, with, with Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos and uh, to a lesser degree, which I'm sure he wouldn't like to hear me say Richard Branson. Right. You know, these guys all have invested a lot of money in staying in the headlines for a lot of years. And now that they're transitioning into commercial space travel, I mean, we essentially get uh, free content every day, you know, right. and, mm-hmm. but, but also that's the selfish angle, I guess, but, um, it also is a, a huge driver, uh, of, you know, just space science and, uh, industry in general. And, right. you know, it's, it's propelling us into this next era, which happens to align with, uh, NASA's new commitments to space travel as well. So, you know, it's really just kind of a perfect storm mm-hmm. and the best timing, uh, for this project to, to happen especially with uh, the deployment of James <laughs> Webb. Now, the successful deployment of James right. Webb, right, which we all had our fingers and toes crossed about, mm-hmm. um, that's going to kind of usher in this, this incredible new uh, era of of uh, discovery, you know, because everything that we've seen, well, not everything, but the vast majority of stuff that we've seen over the last 20-something years has been Hubble. Right. And so for this to, uh, you know, be orders of magnitude more powerful than Hubble, I mean, it's going to, all of these doors are opening at the same time mm-hmm. and it's just really a, a prime opportunity for us to use our platform. Like David said, we have a really unique position in that we uh, have access to kids at every socioeconomic tier, mm-hmm. every grade level. Um, we have, you know, our general interest uh, in the public and just what planetariums represent historically in the country. It's just mm-hmm. kind of always been somewhere to go, somewhere cool to go. Mm-hmm. And so to be able to uh, take this opportunity to create the newest and probably only iteration of a planetarium uh, that there will be like this, I have a feeling the paradigm will shift a little bit after yeah. we finish this. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, to be the, the first ones to take this approach to it, I think is, is 
Um, just really an amazing uh, opportunity for us to create something in Mississippi. Like you said, we talk about pride points all the time. Yeah. Uh, but to create something for our kids to be proud of um, and also to illuminate, again, these paths to STEM careers and stuff that kids might not necessarily understand um, the the dots that connect, right. you know, these things that you see on TV, these stories that you hear in museums mm-hmm. um, to actual real life opportunity. And so, you know, again, we have a, a platform to propagate that message and as, as well as all of our legislative relationships, all of our educational relationships that we can all leverage and kind of just whip together into this, uh, this perfect little uh, gift. Yeah, right. And, and two, one really special thing about sort of the commercial, the commercialization and privatization of space travel is that the STEM space on the coast will have a significant role in that. They'll have a facility that will help train people to regulate that from the government's perspective. And so there's a bill that I believe that Senator Wicker helped um, usher through several years ago that will provide funding for that. And so one of the big things that we wanna make sure we tell at this at this facility is Mississippi space story. Yeah. And so we have a great space in the heart of the, the capital city and an avenue to do that. And so we're gonna do that as loudly as we can, especially as it changes and adapts into the future of what space travel and space exploration is gonna look like and how Mississippi plays in and has a key role in that. Yeah. That's so exciting. And I, I'm so glad that you guys are taking the opportunity to completely redo the planetarium because like any institution, it's aged and there's new technology. Right. And so tell us a little bit about what this will look like. It'll look completely different than the old one, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, well, it won't look completely different. We've got to still adhere to, you know, Mississippi Department of Archives and History well, Standards. Right. Um, but uh, we are... From the inside, the perspective of the inside, it's going to be... These are experience will look right, very different. It's going to be a constant wow. If You know, we're doing our best to get it right. Mm-hmm. And we're trying to create an immersive experience. We want people to travel somewhere unknown uh, or, you know, that they may not otherwise be able to travel to or experience and get that as close as we can to, you know taking people out of a context, you know, and then putting them somewhere totally different, mm-hmm. putting some information in front of them they can learn about, telling captivating stories, and then giving enough reason for them to come back and do it all over again, or yeah. bring their friends to do it again. Uh, so uh, we've got a, a, a bunch of different ways that we're doing that. Mike, do you want to talk a little bit about sure. some of those? Sure, I'd love to, David. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, we look at it as... Um, a departure right we're creating a departure and we want it to be we want the experience to be one that um begins when you enter the door um and that, that you ascend and you leave uh earth for a bit uh, in quite the literal sense actually we're um working on some uh transition experiences between floors where you know there's some uh, some simulated uh travel but um you know again we're trying to create a the theme of the new planetarium will be the uh, world's first orbital museum, right? And so again, we're leaning quite heavily into the literal uh, aspects of uh, of this uh, departure from Earth. And so uh, there's a lot of uh, new technologies that we're applying. Of course, you know, there's AR and VR is like the thing, you know, and there'll be a lot of those. Um, 
and just a really experiential um, design, really intentional design. You know, we wanted, we did a lot of site visits in our recon phase for this. Mm -hmm. And one of the, um, actually, you know, when we were doing the itinerary, it seemed like the least relevant and ended up being the most relevant. We went to Disney, to Star Wars, mm. uh, was it uh, Rise of the yeah, Resistance in the Galaxy's Edge yeah. Park? Right, okay, yeah. that makes and, sense actually. Uh, one thing that we noticed, especially me. I mean, David kind of lives in Disney parks, but, <laughs> you know, I noticed um, when we were there, I mean, that was at both of our first time at Galaxy's Edge. Right. Yeah. And uh, the the design, I mean, they got a billion dollar budget. So, you know, certainly that's just like the city of Jackson. Right. <laughs> right, right, right. So there are some, some, the state of Mississippi. <laughs> some issues of scale to adjust for, certainly while we're digesting this stuff. But what we noticed was that a lot of the, um, a lot of the, production design so to speak was pretty lo-fi mm -hmm. but it was just really really intentional mm -hmm. and really well executed and so that was our first real inkling into okay we can do this and we don't have to break the bank to do it we can do this well mm -hmm. um and it doesn't have to be you know uh, it doesn't have to bottom out the the city's budget right and so that kind of became our our north star it was just to like how can we uh, pay attention to every screw uh, and every bolt, every door handle, you know, mm -hmm. to make sure that it creates the experience and, uh, and and is able to maintain it throughout. And so, um, yeah, that's that's what we're doing. When you when you get there, you'll be in space. And when you leave, you'll be like, I was just in space. That's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I cannot wait. Well, anything else you guys want to share? Um, yeah, we're, we're still trekking along on fundraising. Um, you know, if any listeners out there are interested in participating in that or, or giving, just reach out to Mike or I, we'd love to plug you in. Awesome. Um, uh, and we're excited about taking the next big steps. We're kind of finalizing our last minute funding. Now we're going through a schematic design with both the exhibition team, as well as the architectural team. And so, so cool it's all full steam ahead if we lock in all the last funding in the next several months six months or so we'll we'll be looking right towards uh headed towards construction that's awesome well, where can people find you guys what's the website social media all of that it's yourplanetarium.com and the instagram is jackson planetarium yeah. jxn planetarium great yeah awesome and city of jackson cultural yeah, so one too, Mike right? and I are also both on the city website, I'm sure in some form. Uh, our email addresses are there um, right. and under the Human and Cultural Services Department under Cultural Services. Awesome. Yeah, we forget sometimes that we're not on an island over here. We get reminded <laughs> from time to time. But, you know, this autonomy that we experience um, over here kind of makes us forget sometimes. But yeah, we are on the City of Jackson's awesome. website. Great. As well. well, thank you guys. Thanks so much thank for sharing. Excited about the planetarium. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah.